0: Hello and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk about some of their favorite childhood movies with friends from all over. So I'm going to have Eleanor introduce our lovely guest today.
1: So our lovely guest is, we'll say, somehow connected, or shall I say related, because when I was first a freshman in Kavanaugh Hall at Notre Dame 11 years ago was when I started, which was crazy. Oh, they do God. this program called, isn't that so ridiculous? I've known you for 11 years. Um, they do this program, uh-huh. Big Sisters, and Little Sisters, and Dara was my assigned big sister, and it's awesome, and I just love that we've been able to stay in touch um, with lots of different moves on both of our parts, and Annie, you got to meet... Her one of the times when we were in DC and visited Catholic University.
0: Yes, that's right. That was so fun.
1: Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So that is what's up. So would you be able to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Uh, sure. So I was Eleanor's big sister in Kavanaugh Hall. Um, fun fact: my ten-year reunion is next year.
1: Woo! Whoa. It's again, getting emails incredible. about that. Annie's fifth Planned- year is. Soon,
0: yeah, in June. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, cool. Congratulations! Ten years, yeah, ten years. Dude, man. And um, yeah. So now I live in the suburbs of Philadelphia, and I work at a company that builds museum exhibitions.
0: Whoa, that's super cool. <laughs> yes,
2: it is kind of cool. Like it was really boring today, but like the the end result is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, like the school, you get to contribute to public history, which is something I know you care about. So that's cool. Like, yeah. It's also today, is a Monday. Mondays just tend to be very hard. And I know Annie had the day off from school, but at least my office was like pretty much, I feel like everyone had a case of the Mondays. Uh, yes. Um,
2: there's, there's not a whole lot to do right now. We just moved to a new building process of moving to new mill buildings. Wow. So there's not a whole lot of projects, and so today was just trying to look busy and researching office furniture, because we need new office furniture, and it's, like, turning into this whole thing. Because who knew the politics surrounding new office furniture?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I would agree with that. My office had this similar meeting last week, and it is shocking. I didn't know people had opinions, and I was like, wow. It, I, yeah, it blows me away. Oh my goodness! That's part of corporate culture. I don't
0: know nothing about office furniture,
1: (laughs) but you know stuff about desks, so you got you win some.
0: Right, I have something. Um, Okay, so shall we jump into our first segment, which is our favorite part of pop culture this past week? Um, Who wants to start? I don't have nothing like super comes to my brain right away, so.
1: I saw this film, which is not a film I feel like I'm the target audience for. It's called Kedi. It's a Turkish documentary about street cats in Istanbul. Um, So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not generally an animal person. You don't like cats. I would say... The thing is, like, I have a strange um affection for street cats because of our dear friend and podcast guest uh, Amanda Krella's mother, Fraulein Crello,
0: with
1: whom <laughs> I fed cats um, in this movie. It was, <laughs> and so it was like pretty great to see this Turkish cat street movie. So I'm on board with that, Katie. There you go.
0: I've heard about it. I've actually heard about it. It's at playing at the Music Box in Chicago. Natch, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's not related to Ted, that
1: that weird Mark Wahlberg movie. No, see this one. It's with not like talking like a- teddy bear. No, 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 no. Keddy with a K. So oh, kitty Okay. It's like I think I assume it would be the Turkish word for cat or kitty, and it's like there's like very minimal talking. I mean, I guess there's talking because the filmmaker interviewed people who deeply care about cats, but it's it's not like they added words to the cats. Like they each had identities. My favorite cat was the one like labeled the psychopath because <laughs> then you also learn like psychopath in turkish which is the dream for true um and she like she like had her man cat and like if there was like another cat like on the block she would like lose her shit and it was,
0: like, pretty <laughs> i love that you got so into these cats lives like that makes me really happy
1: Honestly, I feel like your students would love it, Annie, and you could keep pointing out, like they show the Hagia Sophia like fourteen million times.
0: Well, it's a beautiful place, so
1: mm-hmm. awesome.
2: Dara, so, yeah.
0: do you have anything? Um.
2: So there are probably two things. The, I guess, the smaller thing that piqued my interest, but then was, thing is that I. I think Netflix is gonna reboot. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Like, mm. recast it and everything. There's probably gonna be like a new rock Somebody suggested pentatonics, which I was like, all right, I can see that. Love it. I was just hoping that they would take the old series and put it on Netflix so we could watch it. But <sighs> that, would
0: that would be, be the dream. dream. I mean,
1: everything '90s is coming How back. How awesome would
2: that be? My friends. <sighs> My friend has a niece who's, like, 15 years old, and um, she was like, wow, I wish I grew up in the 90s. It's so vintage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a great comment, because it would not have been vintage had you grown up there. And I don't know about you, but I see people wearing overalls all the damn time. It's crazy.
2: <laughs> and those, like, tattoo choker necklaces, scrunchies, side ponytails, keep, I can keep going. Yeah. Uh, Probably of more interest to me, which I've been really, really, really excited for this day for like, is that the Museum of the American Revolution opens on Wednesday.
1: Yeah!
2: Where is it located? And it is like three blocks uh, south, north-ish of... (laughs) From Independence Hall in Philadelphia, ooh, and okay. it's opening on the day that the shot heard around the world. So I'm guessing the Battle of Yorktown.
0: Yes. Hey, no, no. 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 Wait. The, the shot heard around the world. That's That's Lexington and Concord. Right. I'm sorry.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Lexington and Concord. Mm-hmm.
2: And um. Yes, and one of um, our subcontract, one of my company's subcontractors is a printing graphics company, and so whenever I've been down there to check out stuff for our projects, I've seen, they're printing stuff for the museum, and so I've seen, all, like, all their graphics and all their signs out, you know, on the little, as like, oh, you know, here's the chair that George Washington sat in, and blah, 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 so I've, I've had a sneak preview
1: on it, it's pretty awesome.
0: Oh, uh, that's so great. Ooh. Okay so Um,
1: making me want
0: to go to philadelphia so you should come yeah i do like philly (laughs) um so for my thing i actually don't know why i forgot this but i read a book in like a day and which is also just really great because i had free time this weekend but it was also a really good book it's called the women in the castle and it's about these the wives of resistors um in the Nazi, like, during the Nazi regime in Germany, but also, like, right after the war. And it just gave a really interesting perspective of of what it was like for everyday germans like these three different women who had different perspectives but then also like and it was something i'd never thought about really um was like what they called denazification like that happened right after they they um lost the war like how they took those like millions of people who had been like yeah hitler and made them like change them to become you know pro-democracy and and pro like this idea of 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 you know, a whole Germany. So, I don't know. It was really interesting. I really enjoyed it.
1: What was it called? Nice selection.
0: It was, it's called The Women in the Castle. It's really good. Okay. But... Now we get to jump into our podcast about the film. Today we are going to be talking about Hercules, which is one of my all-time favorite children's movies, uh, because it has such a fabulous soundtrack. I actually was just re-watching it before we jumped into this podcast, because it is currently on Hulu. Cheers. Um, But let's jump into it. Let's talk about this Hercules.
1: All right, so... Dara, would you be able to give us a little synopsis? So,
2: this is the Disney-fied version of the Greek hero, Hercules, Um, and there's in how he basically became a god, Mm. like an actual, you know, deity Greek god. (laughs) It's true. So, yeah. Did you want more than that? No, that's perfect.
0: That's perfect. Sorry, go ahead, Eleanor.
1: I think what's so magnificent about this film, and it was interesting because I was talking to a friend right before this, and she was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, oh, podcast about Hercules. And she was like, that is one of the most unvalued of the films. Agreed. Um, and in part, response was because Meg was such a strong character. Ooh. And Do we think that to be the case? Because, I mean, it is debatable. She has a bomb spong, I would argue.
0: Hello, airplane in Southern California.
1: There's been, like, crazy shootings or something today in different neighborhoods. Mm. And there's been, like, a lot more helicopters than normal.
0: Sorry to hear about that. But, okay, so I was actually going to say that I think that one of the reasons it might be undervalued is because it doesn't fit into the Disney princess category that we think of when we think of, like, the movies of our childhood, right? I think, like, late Mm -hmm. 80s to, like, mid-90s, that was kind of, like, the heyday of the, the Disney princesses, um... And, like, Hercules doesn't fit that. So, when you're thinking Disney, you don't necessarily think Hercules right away. That being said, I think that Meg is one of the most interesting characters to come out of Disney in the 90s. Um, I mean, her song... I mean, her whole, like, just attitude is great. I love when we first meet her. And she's just like, oh my gosh, you're just like, I'm a girl who you're just, like, waiting to, like, take away. And, like, no really means yes. You know, like, all these things. Just, like, shooting Hercules down. And it's like... Yeah, Meg, go get it! Like, speak the truth. So, um, and I also am obsessed with her song. Like, won't say I'm in I won't love. love m- her song. Yeah, I mean, it's just a classic. So, I'm all about Meg.
2: Well, one of the things now that you just mentioned this, now that you just mentioned that this isn't like one of those princesses, is that yeah, this movie the. The titular character is a man, and I don't think there are many other movies mm. where, that's
1: like, the prince point. is a lead role.
0: Well, no, I mean, we have Peter Pan, right? Um,
1: but that, but, well, what? even with the time difference, between that's you, 50s to, that was, like, 50...
0: Tarzan?
1: Oh, I guess Does that was a late the 90s one as well.
0: Role? And then you have, like, Brother Bear. I mean, there are all these, like, weird Disney movies that came out right around this time. You know? That no, Demi definitely- mean, was
2: in the B-list of, like, the our golden age, because I never watched it. Oh, me
1: either. I didn't think it looked interesting. No, it looks really boring. I don't even remember well like okay, Tarzan also, wait. as much as...
0: Okay, Eleanor, I'm going to call you out, because, like, you were wrong. So we have Tarzan, we also have Aladdin, we also have Hunchback of oh, Notre yeah. Dame. Okay.
1: okay. So there was a lot in the 90s. Yes. Okay. interesting.
0: Wait. Tate Uh, Donovan was the voice of Hercules.
1: Tate Donovan? Yes, obviously. Okay. How did you not know that?
0: I didn't know that. I'm sorry. That's crazy.
1: Tate Donovan is one of my faves because of the movie Space Camp. Um, And he's Melissa Cooper's dad in The OC. If you remember that too. (laughs) He is. I
2: have yeah. not watch, like, anything.
1: But, yeah. But Hercules. <laughs> how did, wait, how did you come to find Hercules? Or do you remember, like, the first, your first kind of instance of becoming interested or engaged by Hercules?
2: I don't think I actually watched Hercules until college, for real. Um, I remember Ooh, okay. in sixth grade, band we had to play zero to hero and you know on the sheet music it says zero to hero you know from disney's hercules and it never really it never really dawned on me that this was from the movie because i hadn't seen it and i mean it's a bunch of sixth graders like it's a bunch of 12 year olds trying to play instruments so we probably sounded terrible um but yeah no i think i saw it for the first time in college because i was watching it with some friends and it was either the first time or maybe the, like, hundreds, hundredth time we watched it, we realized that Hercules looked just like one of our star football players. And, oh. yeah, John Carlson, the tight end. Super cute, yeah. You know, if anybody's... Yeah. <laughs> I think he plays for the Vikings now. And he's John like, Carlson?
1: Yeah. Mm, that sounds like a very Viking name, too, so it fits.
2: Well, you know, he's from Minnesota, and I could give you a lot of really creepy <laughs> information about this. But anyway, so, um, Hercules became our code name for that football player, because we talked about them all in code, and that probably added to the nostalgia factor
1: of this movie, mm, at least mm. for me.
0: Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. Sorry, Eleanor, go ahead. The stuff
1: from, co- no, it's, it is funny, the stuff from college, and there are code names that you that I feel like I've historically or friends have used historically that mean nothing. Like I particularly remember mom McEwan, being obsessed with elijah wood and this was around when lord of the rings came out and so then she we the guy she liked that we actually knew i think we called him frodo so now whenever <laughs> someone says frodo i like immediately am brought back to this guy whose name i don't remember who went to like the brother school that we went to and it's that's his so face is clear funny as day. but i'm like oh frodo
0: <laughs> that's amazing Um, Well, yeah, I mean, like, okay, well, let's talk about Hercules as, like, an attractive character, because I would say that he is an attractive character. Um,
1: He's not particularly bright, though, and that I think still bothers me.
0: Okay. You know,
1: there's something, so,
2: I would say, yes, he is attractive, but he's one of those people, I think, whose personality makes up for a lot of like physical flaws, because on the one hand, I loved, I absolutely loved seeing um, Greek art and style and stuff get worked into the animation.
0: Right. Um, and they did it well.
2: And they did it really well. So also, side fact, I spent most of college determined to go to animation school. So I watched these movies with like a very analytical mind mm. and I followed like all of these animation blogs. But anyway, but there was something about his particular face, like, face, and I don't know if it was his nose or that, like, weird curl thing with his chin that oh, yeah. just doesn't do they, it
1: for I me. I mean, they use a lot of curls in this animation, and I think they were trying to mimic kind of the Doric or, what is it, Ionic...
0: Ionic calm. calm
1: style, and because his knees are also... Sw- yes. like squirrels, right? Yes. I remember that pretty well. I mean, that works.
2: That whole thing works. There's just something about his face that just never really did it for me.
0: Yeah, no, I see that. I mean, I think that, I don't know. I, I love Tate Donovan and now that I know that's his voice, it like makes a lot more sense that I'm like even slightly attracted to Hercules. Um, But it, I don't know. I mean, I would agree with Eleanor, he kind of seems like that dumb jock, which is maybe not fair to jocks in high school, but he kind of seems like that, right? I mean, it seems like he is this guy who just kind of, by happenstance, happens to have a great body, and then, like, people adore him. Um, But, I don't know. Okay, we have to talk about the true stars of this film, outside of Meg and Hercules, That truly has to be the muses because I think the muses and the way that they use the muses in this movie is insanely good.
2: I read something somewhere once upon a time that was like, one of the reasons Hercules fails as a movie, why it's not regarded as well as, you know, like Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast is because of the gospel style music that they tried to work into like this ancient Greek setting in it. And I was like, what are you talking about? That totally
1: made the movie. Agreed. Mm-hmm.
0: They're so sassy. But Sorry, go ahead. Can
1: we argue that it co-ops culture that's, like, not seen in the film, too?
0: Well, I mean, Eleanor, I have a question again, for you. I- Sorry. Go ahead. I'm all good. Okay, because I'm going to make an argument that this is actually a starting place for Hamilton, because it's bringing a style of music yeah. to the past and changing it, right? It's, like, infusing Greek mythology with gospel music, um, which is not really culturally or historically present there, obviously, but, like, Mm -hmm. works, you know, in a way that the same way that, like, Hamilton uses rap and hip-hop to connect to the past, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) If there's one thing that Disney is good at, it's appropriation.
1: It's true. <laughs> yeah, but I but mean no, I,
0: like, I like that argument.
1: Okay. And I can and I can see it. And I love the music. And what's interesting, um, and again, like one of our favorites is Moana and so much of the animation style, because it's the same directors who did Moana and Hercules. Ooh. If you think about the song, you're welcome. A lot of Maui's tattoos are very reminiscent of what we see oh. in the Greek pottery.
0: Whoa, Eleanor. And then we connect back to Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh my gosh, full circle.
1: Ugh. Full circle. It's I all we seen do, Moana. What? That doesn't make any sense. You tell us that you're in the animation and you lie to us and you hurt our feelings. I was
2: unemployed for a really long time.
0: Fair. Uh,
1: okay. Well, now it's at your local library.
0: I think or it's I'm also time. Like anything for our moment of radical honesty before we, you know, decide whether we would let kids today watch Hercules. So I know that Dara has one and I love it so much because <laughs> it is um, so radically honest and I'm obsessed.
2: Yeah, so I've listened to several of your podcasts before. You know, kind of in preparation, but, you know, kind of interesting our things. <laughs> and I think the moment of radical honesty is probably one of the weakest points of the podcast like i hate i hate this part
0: fair fair Mm -hmm.
2: like actually hate this part because it just it it has nothing to do with the film itself so maybe if it was a moment of radical honesty about the film but
1: interesting
2: on the other hand there have been lots of interesting discussions from this particular moment that a hijacks the the train of discussion from away from the film, but B could make a really interesting cast by itself.
0: Eleanor, I just think like we found a bunch our of people second podcast.
1: to complain about something. Right. Yeah, and just call it Radical Honesty. <laughs> Annie has so many podcast ideas. I think my favorite <laughs> of Annie's additional podcast so far is, <laughs> is
0: Annie Bourdain. What is your one
1: Yeah, Annie Bourdain, Parts Known, where you just eat by (laughs) yourself in Chicago.
0: (laughs) I seriously really want to do it.
1: This is, I would say, the summer of Annie. Or you could, yeah, I think that would be a really good, like, a limited series podcast.
0: Right. But like also, I mean, so I, Dara, I, my moment of radical honesty is like, I kind of agree with you. This is like one of my favorite parts of the podcast, but I agree that it doesn't fit in with like our larger theme of good film hunting. But I do kind of love the idea of like meeting strangers and being like, okay, like, let's do it. Like, let's be radically honest about something. So.
1: Do you want to ambush them like Billy on the street style? Kind
0: of. I want to run up to them and be like, "Random stranger, what is your radical honesty today?"
2: You totally should do that. It's just like, but there's just so many segments to each one of your shows that it's kind of like, and only half of them are related to the purpose of the 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 podcast about films. So maybe, you know. A
1: little bit of Ah, pruning. It's true. I mean, it is essentially time for like a six-month check-in. It is. Offline discussions to be had.
0: Okay, Eleanor, what's your moment of radical honesty?
1: uh, I would say my moment of radical honesty is today I was reading this self-help book on the bus. And I was like both really excited because there was like... A paragraph in it that really spoke to my needs today, but then I was, like, also simultaneously very embarrassed because a self-help book spoke to my needs today so deeply. <laughs> 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 so it was challenging. Okay, that's I'm surviving.
0: amazing. Um, okay. So now that we've all done our moments of radical honesty, which may or may not be staying, love it, good, good feedback, um... Let's jump into whether or not we would suggest this to children of today, to the youths of today, as it were. What do you guys think?
2: I say yes. Why? I say yes because, um, a couple of things. First, like, based on Hercules's example, it's okay to be, you know, the good guy who does the right thing. <clears> hmm. <throat> And I guess, like, the, the, the flashier, more grown-up version of that is, I guess, like, Captain America thing mm-hmm. all the time. And also has, like, really good pecs, but that's, like, a different discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think Meg's character development, because, you know, today we're taught to be strong women who don't need no man's help. But, you know, sometimes it's okay to ask for help and be vulnerable and, okay, and it doesn't make you weaker or anything. And, you know, she became a, almost a better person at the end.
0: Right, because she mm-hmm. let someone help her and, like, help, like let him into her life.
1: Ugh, you guys, this is being in my self-help book, Insecurities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: but, like... They were better together
0: when they were helping each other. Right. Which is a and beautiful when she sentiment. Let him help. Right. Because even strong women need help. Even strong women want to fall in love. Oh my god, this is like my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
2: Another offline discussion?
0: Yeah, exactly. More <laughs> offline discussions to be had. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I... I oh, I would, that's it. i beautiful. Eleanor, you are, like, being so, like, I don't know, California right now, <laughs> like, basking in the sun, <laughs> not finishing sentences because you're, like, looking up at the sun. Um, but
1: I... I like how that's Californian, too. Whatever. Well,
0: I mean, I don't want to use the other word, which I can't say because of little ears, maybe. Um...
1: What is the other word? I honestly have no
0: idea what you're talking about. It kind of seems like you're high, but so now I've said it anyway. <laughs> but um, oh, okay. I'm not. Okay. Good. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, well, okay, I do think kids should watch this movie today. I've actually shown this movie to my students before. And one of the reasons that I really like this movie and like showing it to students is I feel like even though it's not at all educational. It is like just slightly academic enough where they're going to learn something and it's going to be worth their time, but it's going to also um entertain them. Like every time I've ever put it on, they've really enjoyed it. So, I would say yes, wholeheartedly, and I love Meg. Love her.
1: I would also say yes for academic reasons in that. If you know, it's kind of a good supplement because if you or possibly an introduction. If someone currently likes the Dolier's like Book of Myths, like they can either see this movie and read up more about them or alternatively like read the book, see the movie, be entertained. It can kind of corroborate with a uh, Percy Jackson series. And I'm not going to lie to you, I because I think I taught, and because I saw this movie so many times, I really do know the Greek gods and goddesses as well, which has served me very productively in many a pub trivia night, so for that reason <laughs> alone, the youth of today should watch it. No,
0: I mean, I would agree. At the beginning and the end of, of this film, they are up in Olympus, and like most of the most famous gods are up there, and are pretty traditionally represented, you know? I mean, you have... Um, Poseidon and I mean you also hear about the Titans and like that whole issue and how Zeus becomes Zeus so um, even though there are parts well, of this that Aphrodite, are so-
2: Aphrodite was wearing clothes which I don't think she did in you know
1: real Greek mythology when she came out of the pearl yes yes
0: kid friendly yeah.
1: that's a very sexual image now that I yeah. think about it I've never really <laughs> that thought about a it before it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I
2: think it is an educational, elemental level too because they do go through the twelve labors of Hercules, hmm. and there are all these like there are all these like little one liners that, like if you know what they're talking about, it's like oh that makes perfect sense. Like when he's like at in Phil's training, you know Jason or the Argonauts or um the guy with the Achilles. Field. Achilles, yeah. Like Achilles or you know, then they go to Thebes and then it's then it's like, oh, is Thebes a, a Greek city? Where did he come from before?
1: Good point. You know?
0: Yeah.
2: I was obsessed with ancient Greek culture in seventh grade,
1: so with good reason. It's fascinating. It is. It's awesome. Mm. Alright, so now with our discussion on Greece, where would you choose to go if you could go anywhere today?
0: Hi, good
1: luck. Text me. I have an answer, so I will share it. Yes. Where? I would uh, go full Californian in several different ways that we've talked about today. <laughs> in that <laughs> I... Wish I this coming weekend, I'm really excited about, so I wouldn't replace this coming weekend. But this past weekend, I feel like it would have been super fun to go to Coachella. Um, and then I would have also gotten to wear like flowers in my hair and wear 90s clothes like chokers and overalls, and it would have been cool. I would have been in the desert, I would have seen art pieces, it would have been cool,
0: yeah. Let me tell but you, alas, I did not. being off Instagram, like, really makes me care less about Coachella. <laughs> it's, like, very real.
1: You are, you are winning life.
0: I am. Um, I think if I could go anywhere right now, um, I've been looking at a lot of grad school stuff over the last two days, and I would want to go to Oxford, because I want to know if I'd like Ooh. Oxford as much as Cambridge, because I loved Cambridge. So
2: Oxford is really nice.
0: Is it? Okay. That's good to know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't been to the other place.
0: Cambridge is one pretty. day. One day. One day.
1: Alright. And um, guess where do you want to go?
2: Where would I go? I I don't know. Um Um, you know what? I think I'm actually okay staying here, which is kind of astounding because I wanted to get out of Philadelphia for so long because I just, I was living in D.C. and I really wanted to go back, but I think I'm okay at the moment, at least until I get my fill of the Museum of the American Revolution, So, like, I am, I've been counting the days for probably a year now. (laughs) This thing to open. Like, this is serious. This is serious business. So, yeah, I think, I guess if I had to go, actually, like, go somewhere, it would probably be to the museum.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) Wow. No, I love it. I love the. Are you going
1: to be able to go on Wednesday, or will you have work? What? Are you going to be able to go on Wednesday, or will you have work?
2: I have work, and I don't have enough time off to, like, take off to go to museums, so I'm planning on going, um, this weekend.
1: Okay. Good.
0: good. stuff. Good, good, good. Oh, yeah. Okay. For well, sure. thank you so much for doing this with us, Dara. This was so fun. It's a great movie. Um, and good film hunting listeners. We will hear from you all later. Find us on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. We're not very good at Twitter, but we'll get better. And we look forward to hearing from you. Bye, everybody.